This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, let's talk about when you cross the border into the United States. I think you'll find this story very interesting. A federal court in Boston has ruled that warrantless U.S. government searches of smartphones and laptops of international travelers at airports and other U.S. ports of entry violate the Fourth Amendment. That ruling came in a lawsuit that was filed by the American Civil Liberties Union and the Electronic Frontier Foundation. And it was done so on behalf of 11 travelers whose smartphones and laptops were searched without any kind of individual suspicion at U.S. ports of entry. So the ACLU had described those searches as, quote, fishing expeditions. And they say border officers must now demonstrate some kind of suspicion of contraband before they can actually search a traveler's device. Now, the government, of course, had pretty much very vigorously defended the searches as a critical tool to protect the United States. But what does this mean for you? So many of us go back and forth right across the border all the time. Does this mean that you can now refuse to show your phone or laptop if you're crossing the border? Well, joining us now is Len Saunders, an immigration lawyer based in Blaine, Washington, right across the border from us. Len, thanks so much for being here. No problem. Thanks for having me on your show today. Does this change things for Canadian travelers? Well, I think it's going to have basically a chilling effect on the border officers, the U.S. officers at the border. It's going to probably make them think second before just asking anybody to search their phone. Up until now, has that been the case, though? So they could say, can I take a look at your phone? And we would have had to have handed it over. Absolutely. They had carte blanche. They could ask anybody at any time to basically start, you know, scrolling through their phone, looking at whatever they want. Do you think that was something that they were actively using? Oh, absolutely. A lot of the cases, a lot of the waiver cases that people have retained me for, especially recently, were because they went through someone's phone and either saw text messages or photos, and they said, here's the incriminating evidence. How do you answer that? So definitely they were using it as a tool for interrogation at the U.S. ports of entry. Right. So you may say, oh, no, I never used cannabis or whatever. But if they found a picture of you, boom, done. Absolutely. And frequently, when I've been inside the border, I'll, I'll see officers asking Canadians politely, can I see your phone? And then they say, what's your password? And people readily hand them over. And I think you don't have to do that. You could always say no. But then they become afraid that if they say no, they're put on some other list, right? That Ab- will absolutely, absolutely. Expose them to heightened interrogation. So does that mean that you're a troublemaker and you get put on some other secret list? Exactly. But I'm serious, though. Is there another list? Like, is there some other problem that if you say no, what happens? Well, so usually what I tell clients is if you don't cooperate, they're not going to let you in. So you're going to get denied entry. And then what they do is they put a lookout on you. So that the next time you come to the border, whether it's the next day, a week later, a month later, or even years later, 
you'll be sent into secondary, and the last remark will be subject refused to allow search of his or her phone, and they're probably going to ask you again. What this changes, this court ruling, it gives the officers less discretion because now there has to be reasonable suspicion. So at least it's somewhat of a, uh, a chilling effect on them just asking anybody for like any randomly. reason. Right. Exactly. So up until now, they could have just told, asked every single person, can I see your phone? Yes. Now, they don't do that because, you know, the lines would stretch up to the North Pole with Canadians seeking entry. But if they had any suspicion on anything, they could basically just say, I want to look at your phone. Now they probably have to articulate it and have some reasonable basis to actually start going on that fishing expedition. Okay, here's my question then, Len. What do we consider to be a reasonable suspicion? Like, what do they have to say to you? Well, it's interesting because I think you have to have criminal activity. So it can't be, okay, you know, have you smoked marijuana in the past? Um, So they have to have some criminal basis. And it's interesting. I'm actually surprised that this court ruled on this because my my understanding has always been when you're seeking entry to the United States, you really have no rights because you're not protected under the Constitution because you haven't actually been admitted. Even though you're on U.S. soil, you haven't been admitted. So I'm actually surprised that, that the court was so generous in this ruling on saying that people actually have rights at U.S. ports of entry. So it's definitely encouraging. It is, but I wonder as well, how long does it take for something like that to filter down to the border guards? Well, it's interesting. I actually made some inquiries today, and as of today, there's been no changes at the local ports. Usually it takes about a week or two for memos to be generated and sent out. I think what's going to happen, though, this will be a case that will go to the Supreme Court. The U.S. government is definitely going to appeal it. So it'll be interesting whether it takes a year or two years to reach the Supreme Court, what's going to happen in the meantime. This ruling is on the East Coast. These local ports here in Blaine and Point Roberts, they're all under what's called the Ninth Circuit, which is actually a court down in San Francisco. So it'll be interesting to see if the local ports are are recognizing this this ruling from Boston. Maybe, maybe not. Um, who knows? So we are saying then that we should still err on the side of caution here because they may not yet recognize this ruling. Well, exactly. Like, I don't think there's going to be any changes overnight on asking individuals uh, to search phones, but I do think I'm going to see it on a less frequent basis because until this ruling, I always said they can ask whatever they want, whenever they want. There's really... No, you know, nothing holding back officers from interrogating Canadians going through their laptops, cell phones for any reason. So do we underestimate that sometimes, do you think, Len, or we don't we think, oh, they're not going to look at this kind of stuff when really, if they want to, they can and they will. Well, exactly. And so I tell clients, if there's anything you don't want the officers to see on your phone or to read Leave your cell phone at home. You can always get a U.S. cell phone just for traveling back and forth. And I tell a lot of clients, be careful on bringing your phone over. If there's anything on there which you don't want them to read, then leave your cell phone in Canada. Oh, do you, not, do you realize how like absolutely unreal that sounds to people saying, what? Leave my phone at home? Well, exactly, because so many people need it, you know, yeah. for for business, for family, but, you know, people could have two cell phones, one to use up in Canada and one 
that they can just use coming over the border if they come down here frequently. So do you think that is the safest way to go then, that if you must, just absolutely leave your phone at home? If there are, if there's information on your phone that you don't want the American officers to read, yes. That's good advice. Len, thank you so much. Thanks, Amy. Have a good day. You too. That's Len Saunders, an immigration lawyer based in Blaine, Washington. So he knows all too well the problems that some Canadian travelers face.